is it about a woman being unapologetic about her dreams and her drive, operating in excellence and having high standards that people find so intimidating? Don't wilt, sis. Bloom with opulence anyway. Welcome to the Crowned Opulence Podcast with me, Cassandra Alexis. I am a marketing strategist, coach, and consultant, and the CEO of Opulent Outcomes Coaching and Consulting, but you can call me your Chief Empowerment Officer. On Sundays, we talk about the hard, messy, embarrassing, yet necessary things that we don't often talk about enough with each other as a Black woman. You know, those things we think we're the only ones experiencing, so we don't share them for fear of being judged just like you would at Sunday brunch with your girls. And yes, the mimosas are included on each episode. I'll let you in on a secret. You're not alone. We are our sister's keeper in the crowned opulent society. Then on Wednesdays, we'll talk business and goal crushing. I'll help you get the outcomes that you desire in life and business by showing you how to silence self-doubt, tune out the naysayers, Optimize your assets, own your opulence, and market your value. Sis, it's your time to be unapologetically opulent, and we're here for you. Let's get to it. Hey, ladies. Now that we have talked about gaining opulence in our relationships by untangling the complexities of relationships and redefining kinds of love, Let's talk about getting the opulent outcomes you desire in business. We all know when our money is wrong, nothing is right. In this episode, I share a few key business tips based on answering some of the most asked questions from my clients. Before we get going with the six tips I am about to share with you, let's talk about another important aspect of opulent living, community. Studies show that having a support system and being around like-minded people who share your visions, dreams, and goals will help you to get to your desired outcome faster, and the journey will definitely be more enjoyable. This is why I created a Facebook group called the Opulent Outcomes Society, where opulent living and business meet. Here, we normalize Black women living in luxury, dreaming big, putting in the work to make those dreams a reality and not being called bougie for it. To join the group, head over to the show notes for the link. All right, let's kick things off with tip number one. Invest in the most important asset, yourself. And this tip came from episode 34, Live Your Life as a Business. Listen in to know more about how you can invest in yourself. In this episode, I also walk you through the differences between strategies and tactics and the importance of having both of them and how they work together. To learn more about strategies and tactics, check out the Tactics Without Strategy is the Noise Before Defeat episode. We also discuss the importance of branding as it pertains to your business and yourself. Yes, you are a brand. In addition, we cover ways to promote your business, including the importance and place that social media has and why you should be diversified in your social media presence, along with other ways to promote your business outside of social media. 
We also discuss the differences between sales and marketing and how they work together to achieve your revenue goals. And lastly, ways to get comfortable with networking, even though it may not be the most comfortable task. Let's get to it. Some of the best companies realize that their employees are part of their best assets. You are your own best asset. Often as women, we minimize or even neglect investing in ourselves. Your education, personal development, hiring a trainer are all investments in yourself in addition to your financial investments, such as stocks, bonds, real estate, and the like. When businesses are looking to expand or go into a new direction, they look to find talent, either internally or externally, that have the needed skill sets to help them get to where they're looking to go. Their boards often have people that also have skills that they need to accomplish various objectives. Equally, who we allow into our lives, the roles we allow them to fill, can either help push us closer to our goals or pull us further away from them. Don't underestimate the importance of hiring help either. The CEO of a company would never try to do it all on her own. She can't. Yes, she's a she around here. So why do we? After all, we are the CEO of our lives. My cleaning lady is some of the best money I spend. My house gets clean while I work or chill. And she gets paid. The same is with my editor. The thought of doing my podcast without one never crossed my mind. It's a skill I would have to learn that I didn't have the time or the desire to. Yes, these are both costs, but after doing my own opportunity cost analysis, for me, it's worth what it costs me for the benefit it gives me. In addition to the employees that businesses have that help them to execute the task needed to accomplish their objectives, they also have various advisors, counsels, etc., seeking guidance in the form of mentors, coaches, or other trained professionals is a huge benefit to you personally, saving you time, money, and energy in the long run. Not to mention, you never know how these connections could potentially pay you dividends beyond your wildest dreams. Sun Tzu the author of The Art of War said, strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory. Tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. This quote has been around for over 2,000 years. And while the book is written on strategies for war, much of it can be applied to life and business. Strategy and tactics go together. So it's easy to understand why sometimes there's confusion between the two. So what really is the difference between strategy and tactics? You know, I like to define things. So of course I went to Wikipedia. A strategy is a set of guidelines used to achieve an overall objective. They define tactics as the actions that are aimed at adhering to those guidelines or achieving a short-term goal. I like to look at it as strategy is the what that you are doing to achieve a goal, which is something usually longer term. Strategy also includes your why of doing it. Defining why you are doing something helps you to get clear on the bigger picture of what you need to actually do. Strategies don't change every day or every week, often because they are realized through several steps or shorter term actions, which are essentially the tactics. I view tactics as more of the how and the when. It's a plan of how you achieve your strategy and the time that is associated with it. Let's take a closer look. Strategy is intentional, future thinking, and is intangible. Because of this view, it takes time to develop a strategy, and once implemented, it should last for a while, at least a year. Many organizations develop 
five-year, or even 10-year strategic plans, whereas tactics bring to life the intention. They are more of a current view and are tangible. Just like the strategy is long-term, the tactics can change more often and should as you evaluate the result of each tactic. Are the results you are getting aligned to your strategy? If they are taking you further away, change the tactics. There is always more than one way to skin a cat, as the saying goes. Strategies are more challenging to measure in the shorter term, while you can measure tactics based on the metrics that you put in place to determine success. When building your strategy, doing research is critical in my opinion. Researching the needs and wants of your customers and clients, researching the industry, where it's going, what gaps exist, what trends do you see. This also includes paying attention to your competition. Doing a SWOT analysis could be beneficial, and it doesn't have to be as complex as it may seem. I'll walk you through this in a future episode. Your strategy should reflect the findings of the above. As a business owner, you may set an annual financial goal. That is setting a total amount of revenue that your business must acquire by the end of every year. This is referred to as your annual sales target. The question now is how do you meet your sales target? You may choose to cold call, reach out to people via DM on various social media platforms or any other means. Although I am a huge proponent of networking as a way to get clients and customers, there's only a limited number of people that you can connect with on a daily basis using these means. Besides, how do you even know if you're interacting with the right people? For example, follow trains is a huge trend on social media where you get a large number of people to follow your page, a like for a like. Most times when this is done, it doesn't drive your ideal audience to your page. Sure, it may increase the number of followers you have, but what good is it if you can't sell to them? It doesn't help you reach your revenue goals. And as a business owner, if it is not helping you to increase your revenue, it's taking away from your already limited resources. And this is where marketing comes into play. Once you set your revenue goals for the year, you can then develop a plan or strategy to help you achieve your sales goal. You should technically have both a sales strategy and a marketing strategy. Your marketing strategy is the plan that guides you in the activities that you do to create the awareness and interest in your products or services that help you gain qualified leads, which you can in turn into potential prospects that you may be able to convert to customers or clients, getting you closer to hitting your sales target. Having a marketing strategy is key. It ensures that you are talking to the right people at the right time about content that is relevant and meaningful to them. This is how you grow your business. Social media is a huge area of focus for promoting businesses, which makes absolute sense. Approximately 3.6 billion people use social media, and this number is expected to grow to 4.41 billion by 2025, according to an article on SproutSocial.com, 36 essential social media marketing statistics to know for 2021. While social media is great, there are some fundamental limitations, the first being that while you control the content that is shared for the most part, you make a post and it goes out. But did you know that a very small percentage of your followers even see your post? Approximately 6%. The second is we all know someone's account that has been hacked or ended up in social media jail. If this happens to you as your business, all your access to your potential clients and customers or current clients and customers is taken away with no way for you to reach them or them to reach you. You have to be on social media as an entrepreneur, but you don't have to put all of your eggs into one basket. 
a lot of focus is placed on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Also, don't underestimate the value of Clubhouse, Pinterest, YouTube, and LinkedIn especially. A lot of people aren't using LinkedIn, which is growing in popularity beyond job searches and keeping up with old coworkers. It is a great platform to promote your business and reach new clients and customers. In addition, there are many ways that you can promote your product or service beyond social media. For example, email, content, which you can use in your emails as repurposed content, and ads. Also, never underestimate the value of an up-to-date, optimized website. Depending on who your target audience is, many won't even consider you a legitimate business without a website. These are just a few ways that you can promote your products and services. Ultimately, where and how you promote should be based on your target audience and where it is that they are to receive your communication. Our connections with people open doors to things that we may not otherwise have access to. When we network, we have a chance at landing our dream job with more ease, meeting new clients, and possibly creating prospective lifelong partnerships. Networking isn't something that we are always comfortable doing. Meeting new people and trying to create a sort of relationship with them could feel a little bit like an extreme sport. For the longest time, I hated networking. It felt fake. I could be introduced to someone and within two minutes, couldn't even tell you what their name was. I am not one for small talk about the weather or other random things. Aside from feeling like it was fake, I felt like I was using the person. At my former company, networking was a huge thing, but for me, it felt wrong. My initial thought was, I would never talk to this person on my own. So to set up coffee or lunch for the sake of advancing my career didn't sit well with me at all. That was until I understood the importance of networking better and how to approach it. Before I go any further, let me point this out. Networking isn't the easiest thing to do, especially if you are an introvert like me. Finding a common ground with a total stranger, even if you do have similar things in common between the two of you, can still be difficult and uncomfortable. Traditionally in our culture, we have been taught to not bring attention to ourselves, to keep our business to ourselves and to not trust others. Networking goes against this principle in so many ways. Oftentimes you need to share parts of yourself, background, experiences, interests, and sometimes even some of your plans or high level ideas when networking. Many times networking wasn't among the conversations that were discussed around our dinner tables growing up. Many of our parents may not have understood the importance of it or were not in a position to do so in their own lives. Networking for them may not have gone beyond their own inner circles with people in their neighborhoods or churches. For those that did understand the importance of networking, having access to the right groups of people may not have been readily available or as accessible as they would have liked. This is why we need to get outside of our comfort zone and find those career-changing opportunities. Like I said earlier, networking made me feel fake and like I was using people. This was not until I understood that it was more about sharing than taking. When done correctly, it's about building a relationship. Consider this, you are a brand and your brand is you. Technically, that makes you a product. So just as a brand's products are marketed to be consumed, you are also marketed. How are you packaged? What impressions do people have after they have interacted with you? What characteristics do people equate to you? A way to measure this depends on how people you know in different capacities would describe you. 
Do these descriptions align with how you want to be viewed? Analyze where there are gaps and what is needed to close them. Fair or not, the way you present yourself to the outside world impacts your brand. Also assess yourself to determine if you are attracting the right type of people. This is key as an entrepreneur and as an employee and even in our own personal relationships. When assessing yourself, also look at who you are both inside and out. Sometimes we come packaged in a Tiffany blue box with a perfectly tied white ribbon, but on the inside, we are like a product that was on rollback at Walmart. If you are an entrepreneur, you are your business's brand. That is your person, yourself, is very much tied to your business brand because you are the one running your business. You can't take the you out of your business. Every decision that you make relating to your business is based on your personal beliefs. The experiences that your customers and clients have with your business will be very similar to the experiences people have with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Crowned Opulence Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going on social media. Join the Opulent Outcomes Society Facebook group. Follow me on social media at The Cassandra Alexis on Facebook and Instagram. Visit CassandraAlexis.com for more information. Did this episode resonate with you? Take a screenshot of this episode, post it on your IG stories and tag me at The Cassandra Alexis. I will be sure to give you a shout out in a future episode. Are you loving the show? Leave a five-star rating and review. It helps the show and helps other women find and connect with us. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free so you don't miss an episode. Remember, you aren't everyone's glass of champagne and everyone isn't yours. Only a select few are privileged to enjoy you.